0: So with the 49ers web zone this is the no huddle podcast with al zane and brian look at the 53-man roster zane and you know we're not gonna go through it like player by player but maybe just look at this thing and and see some positions that position groups we like and maybe some we're worried about and we'll start with quarterbacks and the three that are there are darnold well purdy first and then darnold and um brandon allen which we've been i've been saying for like the last six weeks that's what it was going to be and here we are um but there's so much that's been made about the backup quarterback position it was going to be qb3 and when you look around the league who gives a shit nobody's talking about nobody is like on in buffalo like oh, you know yeah we got josh but you know i was really concerned about uh kyle allen and, and matt barkley who was going to get the two and three or joe burrow in cincinnati or, or patrick mahomes or in, in Philadelphia, no nobody cares because um, you, Tom Moore who was the OC for the Colts. I remember somebody asked him, like it was Jim Sorgi or whoever it was, why why is Sorgi not getting reps? Because he was like, because if 18, meaning Peyton Manning is hurt, we're fucked and we don't practice fucked. And it's it's got to be the same thing here. Brock Purdy's your starting QB. If Brock Purdy gets hurt, you're probably not winning the Super Bowl. Purdy yeah. last year was something that almost never happens. What? In the history of the NFL, Nick Foles came in as a backup, and he was a starter for a while. But he came in as a backup and won a Super Bowl. Doug Williams, Jeff Hostetler, back in the 80s, early 90s, it just doesn't happen a lot. So if if Brock Purdy goes down, the notion that Sam Darnold or Brandon Allen or even Trey Lance, the way he was playing, is going to win a Super Bowl, is ridiculous. So Purdy's your dude. That's your starter. That's hopefully your franchise QB for the next 10, 15 years. So that's the QB room. And I think it's a solid QB room. I do. And if Purdy does what he did last year, they're in really good shape. Really good shape.
1: Yeah, it's very uncommon to have what you had last year with the 49ers, where they had a QB room through full of, full of three competent QBs that could run the offense. It's very rare that you have that. And I feel like in a lot of ways, they were very fortunate and lucky to have that situation. A lot of stars had a line for that to happen. That's mm-hmm. just not the reality for most teams. And the reason why is because you can't, you can't afford to carry three QBs like that. The reason why is because two of those QBs last year, Lance and, and Purdy were on rookie contracts. And they were able to do it. So, and, and Jimmy took a pay cut. So I think that again, I'm, I'm with you. I, I think that they, they're effed if Purdy goes down, there's no way that, that you'll have another Brock Purdy situation coming in. He's not, there's no, there is no situation like that on the roster. Sam Darnold might is, make the playoffs, but. I don't think they're Super Bowl team. I don't think they'll do it. Yeah, Sam Darnold is maybe good enough to win you. Like I'm not big on Sam Darnold, and I never have been. I feel like he's Blaine Gabbert 2.0. And if you look statistically, I pointed this out a few weeks ago when people didn't believe it. Statistically, they're almost identical in touchdown percentage, interception percentage, completion percentage, rating, yards per game. Mm-hmm. They're almost identical. And you could, or people argue that well, Sam Darnold played on some terrible teams. So did Blaine Gabbert. So, I mean, they're, they're basically the same guy. And that's what worries me. And I feel like Kyle, again, one of the things about him is that that makes him great, but also holds him back because he's incredibly arrogant and he feels like he can win with anybody. And I feel like Sam Darnold is the guy. What I'm worried Kyle about- Kyle is system
0: over player, baby. System over exactly.
1: player. And you know exactly what I'm worried about where I'm going here, where if they go one and four or oh and three- or one and five or something like that to start the season is he going to get an itchy trigger finger and start looking on looking at the bench at darnold to see well maybe we'll see what we have there and that's just really scary to me because that's that's basically waving the white flag for the season at that point so i i'm not crazy about the qb room but the fact that they have their guy that's that the overarching thing to me this offseason al has been it doesn't matter what happens from qb2 through four they've got mm-hmm. qb1 So nothing nothing below that really matters to me at the end of the day but the problem is is that in the nfl how many qbs are starting and finishing the season without missing a game and do you have a guy that's good enough to win a game or two and sam donald maybe maybe he is we'll see
0: yeah and purdy's looked decisive he's looked accurate he looks like he knows where, he go, where to go with the ball. So a lot of good things. I'm excited to see him play this year a full season, hope, hope, hopefully. <laughs> running backs, look, Christian McCaffrey changed the whole identity of the 49ers when he came here, and, and, and he's looking to become the fourth running back in NFL history with at least four career seasons of 1,000 rushing yards and 500 receiving yards. And maybe he can even go 1,000 a 1,000 this year. I, I think he can be that involved in the offense. When you look at what he did, he did last year for this team, Eleven games, really ten because he didn't play that much. His, his first game, seven hundred and forty-six rushing yards, uh, fifty-two catches, four hundred and sixty-four receiving yards. He had uh, a twelve hundred and ten yards from scrimmage and ten total TDs, and I guess what was eleven total games. So he can, he is. I was on Team no running back until I saw him play <laughs> every day when you really appreciate <laughs> it, or every week I should say yeah. when you really appreciate it. Behind him little worrisome because there is such a drop-off because he can do so much. Now, they were fine without him before in terms of being a very good team. But McCaffrey is sort of that ingredient that makes you like a a real serious Super Bowl contender, I feel like. So Elijah Elijah, Elijah Mitchell, when he's on the field, explosive back, like Jordan Mason, TDP, we'll see. But McCaffrey is as good as it gets in terms of all-around running backs.
1: Yeah, like their they're running back room, this is, one of the, this is one of the stronger groups. TDP really had a good preseason. I, they really tried to feature him with, with some of the ones, and I felt like he did well. Jordan Mason also had a really good preseason too, aside from the fumble at the goal line. So that is a group that I'm not really worried about because that's a group that, number one, Bobby Turner, is one of the best running backs and uh, coaches in the history of the game. He's coaching them. And on top of that, you've got – Kyle, whose system just makes any running back look really, really good because of the, the the blocking scheme. So that's one group that I'm not really worried about. I'm excited. I'm actually excited to see packages where you've got CMC and Mitchell on the field at the same time. We didn't see that too much last year because Mitchell got hurt. But it's going to be really mm-hmm. fun to see multiple running backs on the field that can catch and run the ball at the same time.
0: Now, the receivers, really, this group is going to go as far as Ayuk Samuel and, and Juwan Jennings takes them. And, and, and Ayuk and Samuel are just... You know, you're talking 1-1-A and there. Just really terrific receivers. And Debo had a down year last season, uh, 232 rushing yards. Um, He only had 632 receiving yards, 56 receptions, and 13 total games. He was motivated. He said himself he wasn't happy with last season. Brandon Ayuk looks ready to absolutely explode with with the way he's looked in the preseason and last year he had 78 catches for over a thousand yards and eight touchdowns i think this year he has one of those big seasons where it's 12 1300 yards 90 95 catches those two guys like i said one and one a and you have jennings who's a tough receiver as well those are the three guys i, I like the promise of ronnie bell i do um ray with when he gets back from his injury he had some big plays last year but those three guys are, are are what's gonna make the receiver group go. And I I feel good about it. I think those are a really solid top three. And like I said, you have Ayuk and Samuel who are one and one A. I think any team would take those two.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I don't wanna I don't wanna gloss over the top guys, but you I feel like you summarized that really well. I'm excited about Ronnie Bell. I'm really excited about what they have there because he flashed a lot again, preseason is just preseason, right? But it seems like mm-hmm. they've got a little mini Debo there, right? With with the way that he runs, and and he's got yeah. that punt return ability and that that short space quickness. Maybe not top end speed, but he's got the short space quickness that Kyle really covets in this offense. When you just got to get the, you just got to distribute. Like I've seen you post so many times when Purdy's playing quarterback, like just play point guard, get the ball in yeah, their hands, yeah. and let them do the rest. And guys like Ronnie Bell and obviously Debo and Ayuk, those guys, those type of guys thrive in this offense.
0: And I think too, with if Ayuk for whatever reason. They don't sign him long term. And I don't even want to think about that right now. If you get a guy in the seventh round who can maybe step in and replace him or that you feel good about starting opposite Debo or whatever, whatever happens in a year or two, it's huge. And yeah, he's he's shown a lot of promise. I'm, I'm excited about him too. All right. Seeing so the tight ends. So the Niners were hoping that we talked about insulating things earlier that Latu would come in and is a third round pick and be able to. to Obviously, he's not going to go for George Kittle maybe in a few years. There's somebody they can mix in this year, and, and, and he just it, – it didn't happen. He got hurt. He looked terrible in the preseason. So, right now, they're going to roll with Kittle, who's a little banged up right now, which is scary because um, Kittle plays hard, and he misses games every year. He just does. Mm-hmm. And you have Warner and Dwelly and Willis. So, once again, behind Kittle, there's not anything that excites you. So, if he's not on the field, again, it's you have to hope that he's available for – Fourteen of the seventeen games, and that he's available for for the postseason. Kittle is a superstar, but I hope they. I wanted them to do more this offseason to get a second pen. End and I don't think they did that.
1: Yeah, and look, they've got guys in Dwelly and Warner that know the system that are that are good, solid players. But that's that's nowhere near. And again, the similar to Patrick Mahomes thing. You don't. You can't just mitigate George Kittle going down, right? You can't insulate from right. that happening because he's such a, he's such an impactful player both in the run and pass game. So really I think that you have to do your best to keep him healthy because we know that he had the way that he plays he may not he may not stay healthy during the season. So again another position where they didn't I don't really think they needed to do anything there because they've got guys that they trust that are good enough. Like Dwelly's a Dwelly's a good enough blocker and i trust Warner as a blocker as well like they're okay dwally's better a better pass catcher than he is a blocker to me especially in the red zone so i think that they're okay there did it would i want some comp, some more competition sure but i think we're splitting here as a little bit latu was supposed to be that guy but he he can't hang on to the ball and he got hurt
0: but i think they need it for they need to develop it for years down the road you know what yeah. I mean? We talk about that two-year window. I think they were trying to bring in guys this year who could supplant George Kittle in two, three years, whenever he's done. I don't think they did that. It doesn't look so yeah. any- that way anyway, so they may have to address it again next year. that That's what scares me about the tight end position. Now, offensive line, we know we have in Trent Williams, and I think we know what we have in Banks, Brendel, and Burford. I think that's solid enough. Yeah. Don't know what we have in McKibbitts. We're going to find out. And if it's not good, I don't love what's behind him, Jalen Moore, Matt Pryor. I liked Il Manning, who the Cardinals picked up. He didn't make it to the Niners Mm -hmm. practice squad. Yeah, Inside of the offensive line worries me if there's an injury. Nick Sakel was awful this preseason. And Feliciano's a bet, so maybe he could step in and be okay. But I I don't know that he could fill in as well as Daniel Brunskill did, who split time with uh, Burford and, and could play any position, really.